Well, greetings. Welcome to another segment of Dr. Scott and House Call. Um, today's subject is going to be stress and its effects on our body. And I, I think probably every one of you out there will be re able to relate to what Dr. Scott's talking about today. Dr. Scott, it's so great to have you in the studio again. It's great to be here again, Tommy. <laughs> and I so, chose this subject because 85 to 90% of the patients that we see in our clinic that are chronically sick, it's due to stress. Really? So people don't realize that, but there is stress-related disease. Wow. Offhand, what, what are they? What's the top effect? What are some, some of the problems patients come in with? Well, I think one of the major things we see is a depression of the immune system. Really? Their body just cannot cope with all of the ongoing uh, infectious uh -huh. processes that are around uh -huh. here, especially viruses. Is that why we've had such a struggle with the COVID? Yes, absolutely. And so to begin with, their immune systems are already depressed, uh -huh. and then when they get exposed to something as strong as COVID, their bodies can't cope with uh -huh. it. The media did not help to lessen the stress over COVID. And if people were listening to the media all the time, they're more stressed than they would be if they weren't listening, wouldn't they? <laughs> and sometimes the best thing to do is to just turn off the, the TV station. Just turn off the newscast because mm -hmm. it's so stressful. It is. I know. I've had to do that. Um, it's it gotten to be a habit now. I, I go, oh, weeks without listening to any media um, news. I, I will check the uh, important stuff on my iPhone, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to listen to their chatter and and their doom and gloom. <laughs> I, th I think their uh, <coughs> the media is programmed to create apprehension and anxiety. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what sells. It is. And so that's what they program us with mm -hmm. 24 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. So what I've taken to doing is just cutting off, you know, all of the news media, not watching Fox every night like I used to, mm -hmm. and just go on there and I'll find some old movies and some comedies. Yeah. And the other day, my wife Susan was saying, this is such a corny uh, comedy. I go, it was meant to be corny. I said, to the make you laugh. Is <laughs> turning the news on and getting all stressed out, you uh -huh. know? So you can look at... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, lately, they've been playing a lot of these old Cary Grant movies. Have they? Yeah, from from the 30s and so like mm -hmm. Arsenic and Old Lace and some uh -huh. of these other movies. <laughs> and I got to admit that a lot of them are really corny, uh -huh. but it keeps you laughing. Mm -hmm. It takes your mind off of all of the stress and anxiety that all the news media is harping on. <laughs> and that's what we got to have. Laughter is good, like it's a medicine. It's good medicine. Yes. Yeah. So. What the Lord built into us was uh, some glands known as the adrenal glands. They're two little glands that sit on top of each kidney. The adrenal glands are actually known as the anti-stress glands of the body. Really? Yes. So the adrenal glands give us a reserve tank to fall back on when we're under 
increased stress. So years ago, I had a big uh, Ford pickup truck with uh, two tanks in it. Mm -hmm. So I could go twice as far. Sure. You know, and when that first tank started getting really low, I would just hit the switch. Switch. The reserve tank would come on, and I could go another 300 miles mm -hmm. or so. Mm -hmm. And that's what the adrenal glands are. They're like a reserve oh, gas really? tank that allows us to keep going. Keep drawing on that energy keep bank. Keep drawing <laughs> on that energy, because once the adrenal glands burn out, and they can no longer deal with the stress, mm -hmm. that's when we develop things like multiple organ failure. Wow. Uh, we're on, on, right around the corner from being on our deathbeds. Really? Yes. Wow. Well, that makes sense. So one of the things we're going to look at is, number one, what is the source of stress? Where does stress come from? Lots of places. Lots of places. But there's four major categories. Is there? That the uh, research experts have identified. Number one is physical stress. So okay. this would come from things like surgeries, automobile okay. accidents. You're uh, cleaning out your garage and you overstress your body with all the lifting and moving and everything. That creates stress on the body. Overwork is a common source of stress. Okay. Now, right now, unfortunately, we have a large segment of the population that doesn't want to go back to work. I know. Because of President Biden's stimulus package, mm -hmm. they can make more money just sitting at home, sitting. getting an unemployment check, than if they were actually to go out and work. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not good, so is it? They have no incentive right. to work. But the older generation, we're kind of different because we were programmed to work. We, you know, yeah. if, you, if you want to eat, you got to work. You, well, you that's what the Bible says. You can't just sit back and expect the government mm -hmm. to take care of you. Yep. And so we have some individuals, uh, instead of working a 40-hour work week, sometimes they're working 60 or 80 hours. Mm -hmm. To make up for the to ones that up, won't work. To make up for the ones that won't work and to make up for setbacks they may have had financially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so all of that overwork places a big stress on the adrenal glands. Yeah. You hear people talking about doing three jobs, going from one to the other. To the other. I don't, I don't know how they do that. I really don't. I don't either, but some of these individuals, they have no alternative. Mm -hmm. They've got to work several jobs and just keep going mm -hmm. to try to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. Put food on the table. Put food on the table. <clears throat> and surgeries are a huge factor in stress. We have seen many women who have undergone hysterectomies. Mm -hmm. And the women that have undergone the hysterectomies, they're total wrecks. Mm -hmm. They have so many organ systems that have been affected by that major surgery. Uh -huh. And especially their adrenal glands. I see. Because they've had a hysterectomy. Many of them have a, had a total hysterectomy, which means they've had the ovaries removed. Yeah. So now their bodies has to fall back on the adrenal glands but to produce the hormones that they're I was going to say, they no longer produce the hormones their body has to has have. Has to have. Wow. So if they're not put on some type of a hormone replacement therapy, 
their adrenals have to kick in and work 24 hours a day, oh seven days a week, trying to make up for that loss of hormones. Wow. So physical stress is the number one cause of stress. Another one is chemical stress. So this thing that we call chemical stress includes environmental pollutants. Sure. So when you live in a real polluted environment and you've got, for example, all of these heavy metals that are in the air, they're being generated by industry, like mercury, arsenic, lead. Mm -hmm. uh, since I lived in this area for 30-something years, I have chronic lead poisoning. Really? Yes. And I have been fighting it for the last 16 to 17 years. Oh, my goodness. But as long as I lived here, <laughs> there was no getting around no. being exposed to the lead. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's, it's in everything. It's in the air. It's in the air. It's in the water. Mm -hmm. So we can't get around from mm -hmm. these environmental toxins. Mm -hmm. But then to add insult to injury, chemical stress comes from eating foods full of preservatives food additives, food coloring. So none of us, I would say the majority of us, are not able to live on an organic diet. Uh-uh. So don't even know what an organic diet is anymore. We don't even know what it is anymore. Mm -hmm. So all of the food that we're putting into our bodies mm -hmm. are full of chemical additives. Mm -hmm. Even foods in grocery stores that say they're organic, uh, a lot of time are not really organic at all. At all. Uh, especially the prepared foods, um, they have a lot of additives, no matter, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to get and, around and that? And you cannot go out and eat in any restaurant without eating food additives. Oh, I'm sure. Preservatives, mm -hmm. food coloring. Mm -hmm. Flavor enhancers. Yes. <laughs> Right. I remember I was eating at uh, one of my favorite restaurants here in, in uh, Midland, and I had ordered some fish, and uh, I asked the waitress, I said, can you guys make some tartar sauce so I can have it with my fish? And I was actually surprised. She goes, oh, we don't make any tartar sauce. The trucks have to bring it in. It's all prepackaged mm -hmm, food, mm -hmm. including something as simple as tartar sauce. Yeah. Well... So what can you do? I mean, if you're going to go out and eat in a mm -hmm. restaurant, mm -hmm. you just have to face the fact that you're polluting your body yeah. with additives. Enjoy it. <laughs> and just enjoy it and, and try to do some type of a detox down uh -huh. the road. Yeah. Try to eliminate as many as you can. And one of the things that just about all of our food products have is high sugar yes. intake. Yes, yes. Absolutely. And sugar depletes not only the immune system, but it places great stress on the adrenal glands. Mm. So that's one of the symptoms that I look for if I'm suspecting that somebody has adrenal disease due to stress, they have a craving for sugar. Mm. So they've got to have, you know, donuts and coffee to yeah. kick the morning there, off. Um, that reminds me in a uh, an earlier program, uh, 
we're talking about candida. It demands sugar of some sort. Uh, and they're not even connected, are they, with stress? I mean, candida is not connected with stress. It, it, just... it can be because the candida is a yeast-like fungus. Yes. It's in everybody's body. It's right. in our small intestines. But when it's allowed to grow, overgrow, it becomes so powerful, it literally will burrow holes through the walls of the small intestines, mm -hmm. gets into the bloodstream, and can affect every organ system in the body. It can affect the brain. Well, did, the lungs, the heart. Yeah. Did stress uh, cause the candida to be able to start growing in the first yes, place? Yes, indirectly, because uh -huh. the stress will depress the immune system, mm -hmm. and the immune system cannot effectively fight the candida. Right. Wow. And then on top of that, you're feeding the candida mm -hmm. with your high sugar diet right. and any type of commercial food that we're mm -hmm. eating. Mm -hmm. All of that helps to feed the candida. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So that falls under the category of chemical stress. Okay. So does food allergies. Oh. And more and more, we're seeing individuals with such depressed immune systems, they get allergic to everything under the sun mm -hmm. in terms of food. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So it's a big problem for these individuals. Yes. And the bottom line is stress. Stress. Oh, my yes. goodness. The third source of stress is thermal stress. Thermal. T-H-E-R-M-A-L. Yeah. Heat and cold. Wow. So, like... Friday, when we drove into town, I believe the temperature was about 104 degrees. So if you're outside for a prolonged period of time and you're not taking uh, protection, like putting uh, uh, suntan lotion on, a wearing hat. some kind of covering, like a good hat, yeah. you know, something that'll keep the, you from getting Maybe overheated. Maybe even long sleeves. And long, long sleeves. Long sleeve white shirt to reflect exactly. the sun. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that won't really keep you cool, but help to some degree. It'll stop you from getting overheated. Yeah. Wow. Because once you have a, a heat stroke, it just completely wipes you out. Oh, it does. It, it overwhelms the adrenal glands. Yeah. Some individuals like myself, cold is more stressful to mm -hmm. me than heat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in Israel, I almost had a heat stroke and didn't have sense enough to go to the doctor or anything while I was there, but it totally wiped me out after I got home. I mean, I couldn't walk across the room, and I had to have a blood transfusion. So, so you know firsthand I know for, what for thermal sure. stress is. Yeah, and today I cannot stand heat. Uh, 10, 15 minutes of excess heat, and I'm just... I'm gone. <laughs> Last weekend, I was in a, in a license renewal seminar all weekend in Albuquerque, mm -hmm. and uh, the, some of the people that couldn't take the heat kept complaining to the instructor, can you turn up the air conditioning more and more? And so eventually it was cold, but I knew ahead of time I'm going to take, take a, a long-sleeve flannel shirt just in case they crank up mm -hmm. the air conditioner. 
So, so yeah. I don't get sick. Well, I'm, I'm kind of that way too. I always have to wear a jacket when I go to a restaurant or anywhere, in, even, even to Walmart. I have to wear a jacket or I'm miserable. And other people, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> they're so, hot. <laughs> so the instructor and I were the only ones that had uh, long sleeve <laughs> shirts on and stuff, and she was she was laughing and saying, "Well, it looks like Charles and I are the only ones that can't stand this high blast air conditioner uh -huh. that all you guys want." Yeah. And so, you know, we both went prepared in case we had uh, yeah, from experience. Air conditioner mm -hmm. from experience. So. Good. So thermal stress, overheating or overexposure to cold will cause a great stress on the adrenal glands. And the fourth category of stress, which we all are familiar with, is emo emotional and mental stress. Right. You get all those working together, you've got a problem. You've got a problem, <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. And even as far back as... Uh, 2,000, 3,000 years ago, the Chinese medical physicians recognized the importance of the emotions mm -hmm. on the human body. Mm -hmm. So they documented in their medical textbooks the various emotions and what organ systems it can literally destroy in the body. Really? Yes. So, for example, grief will destroy the lungs. Really? Fear will destroy the kidneys. Anger destroys the liver. Oh my, there's a lot of anger in the United States today. And that destroys the, the liver. liver. The liver, yes. And so a lot of times over the years I've seen patients that come in with chronic histories of migraine headaches. Mm -hmm. Some of these individuals have been running around with daily migraine headaches for 10 years I know. or mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. Is the bottom line it, of that stress? And it was from stress, but most importantly, it was from anger. Oh. They had built up anger and resentment and unforgiveness. Yeah. And it finally took a toll on their liver. Wow. So I had to put them on really specific uh, liver cleansing diets, herbs. There's some wonderful Chinese herbs for doing that mm -hmm. and then doing the specific acupuncture points mm -hmm. to get that liver unclogged. And mm -hmm. once we did that, no more migraine headaches. Wow. But if they let that anger and unforgiveness come back come and back, don't resolve it, their migraines are going to come right back. Migraines on will come back too. It'll come back on them. Wow. Hmm. It's kind of like a vicious circle. It is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Most of the research on stress was done by Hans Selye, a medical doctor. He pretty much devoted his life to the study of stress. Mm -hmm. One of his most popular books is called The Stress of Life. Mm -hmm. And he published over... 1,600 articles that were published in medical journals directly related to the effect of stress 
on the human body. What, what was his last name? Selyer, S-E-Y-L-E. S-E-Y. L-E. Hans was his first name. Okay. Hans Selyer. So Dr. Selyer co uh, coined the term general adaptation syndrome. G-A-S for short. Mm -hmm. And this is the effect that stress has on the human body. And it goes through three very distinct stages. Mm -hmm. There's an alarm stage, a resistance stage, and an exhaustion stage. Okay. So by the time you've reached that exhaustion stage, your adrenal glands are completely burned out from stress, and you have things like multiple organ failure. Mm -hmm. So you see patients that have had to have kidney transplants, mm -hmm. liver transplants, heart transplants, and a lot of times it's due to the fact that they've been under continuous stress and their adrenal glands just gave out. Had stress become such a, a, a common thing to them that they didn't realize they were under stress? They probably realized they were under stress, but it was just so <laughs> ingrained in their lifestyle that mm -hmm. they didn't know how to deal with it. Uh -huh. They didn't know how to undo all of the uh -huh. stress that they were subjected to. Right. So the longer and the more intense the stress is, the more it's going to tear the human body down. That's understandable. Yep. Wow. So the alarm reaction is the body's first reaction to stress. Okay. So with the alarm reaction, the adrenals are going to kick in. They're going to go on overdrive. They're going to start kicking in very, very powerful hormones to try to balance the body. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's known as the adrenal uh, alarm reaction. The next stage is the resistance stage. That's where you have prolonged exposure to stress. Okay. So initially, your adrenal glands are overactive. They're overproducing the hormones. The longer they're subjected to stress, they essentially burn out. Uh -huh. They can no longer deal with the stress that you're subjected mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. And that's where the disease process starts setting in. Okay. So the alarm stage uh, activates the autonomic nervous system. The alarm stage. The alarm stage, the initial reaction to stage. <clears throat> so I always use this uh, illustration to get it across to, to my patients, what the autonomic system is, how it works. So for example, let's say I'm in the neighborhood and I'm going for a walk, and all of a sudden, I look over my corner and a big dog has just broken through the fence, and he's a big, mean, nasty dog, and he plans on doing harm to me, and he's mm -hmm. coming after mm -hmm. me, and he's growling and snapping his teeth mm -hmm. immediately my autonomic nervous system gets activated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to increase my blood pressure. It's going to increase the blood flow into the, my muscles. It's going to kick in one of the most powerful hormones produced in the body, adrenaline. Mm -hmm. So I can do one of two things. I can stay 
and fight for my life, or I can turn and run for my life. Mm -hmm. Fight or flight syndrome. Right. That's part of the alarm reaction. Okay. So it activates the adrenal glands right. immediately. Right. So once the autonomic nervous system and the adrenal glands kick in with the alarm stage, it's going to activate the hypothalamus and the pituitary glands. And those are two little glands that sit right in the middle of the brain. And they're pretty much like the uh, conductor of an orchestra. Really? So they tell the horn section when to play, they, they tell the string section when to play, and they pretty much control all of the internal functions of the body. Mm -hmm. hmm. So when I test individuals that I think are under adrenal stress, that's one of the first things that I will put them on. Mm -hmm. We have a homeopathic uh, remedy called HPA, hypothalamus, pituitary, and adrenal, and it has homeopathic remedies in it uh -huh. to balance <coughs> those in the bodies. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that helps the adrenal glands deal with this on mm -hmm. set of stress to mm -hmm. the body. The ongoing stress. Ongoing stress. And so <laughs> when these adrenal glands are responding to stress, it's producing adrenaline. It's producing another substance called noradrenaline. Called what? Nor, N-O-R, dash adrenaline. Okay. And those two substances will increase the blood pressure in the body. Ah. They'll constrict the blood vessels in the body. Mm -hmm. So you cannot have ongoing stress all the time because mm -hmm. it's going to burn out your adrenal glands mm -hmm. and it's going to keep your autonomic nervous system going. Mm -hmm. So when I see a, a new patient, for example, I can tell if they're on sympathetic override, meaning that their sympathetic nervous system is doing what I just gave in the illustration, mm -hmm. where it's kicking in all of this adrenaline, noradrenaline, yeah. it's kicking in my sympathetic nervous system to deal with the stress. Those are the patients with high blood pressure. Those are the patients with a high pulse rate. Mm -hmm. Those are the patients, if you palpate the muscles that are on their neck and across their shoulder, instead of having a relaxed tone, their muscles are like this. Mm -hmm. They're so tight mm -hmm. because of the ongoing sympathetic feedback. Okay. So those are individuals that don't know how to relax. Mm -hmm. They're so uptight. Mm -hmm. And it's because of the adrenals reacting to stress. Mm. And so that's the alarm stage. Mm -hmm. Wow. So the, the adrenal glands are so powerful. They produce some of the most powerful hormones in the body to try to maintain balance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when we're exposed to stress. So if we have continued stress, it's one thing, it's good and natural if we have an immediate threat to our existence, mm -hmm. like that big dog coming mm -hmm. after me, mm -hmm. for all of this to happen. Mm -hmm. But it's not normal and natural for that autonomic nervous system, the adrenals, to keep doing that. Yeah, right. Okay because they're gonna burn out. Yeah. So when we have prolonged stress 
that brings in the next stage, which is the resistance stage. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the resistance stage is the body's reaction to chronic stress. One of the things that Dr. Hans Selye documented with the resistance stage is that it depresses the immune system. Hmm. So you mentioned candida mm -hmm. and how is it related to the stress. stress. Mm -hmm. well, once that immune system gets depressed, the body cannot adequately cope and keep the candida under control. Mm -hmm. It cannot okay. keep viruses under control. Okay. So a lot of patients with adrenal uh, fatigue and burnout, what we find is uh, Epstein-Barr virus, EBV. Mm -hmm. And the Epstein-Barr virus seems to have a predilection for the adrenal glands. Really? Yes. And so these individuals that have been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, mm -hmm. it's their adrenal glands that are so fatigued, and 99% of the time, they've <clears throat> got that Epstein-Barr virus in their adrenal glands. And the medical uh, establishment has not even recognized that as a problem uh, up so until the sad. last it's so sad, decade or so. And the individuals that did a lot of the research mm -hmm. with things like Epstein-Barr virus mm -hmm. and, and its connection with the adrenal glands and chronic fatigue syndrome were the medical doctors in Germany and Europe who practice what we here in the United States call functional medicine. Mm -hmm. So they're very, very familiar with the effects of viruses mm -hmm. on the adrenal glands, mm -hmm. especially Epstein-Barr virus. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they're finally recognizing, though, that it's not just in your head. It's not in your head. If you're one of these individuals that seems like you're completely wiped out, in order to qualify for the diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome, this has been going on for a minimum of six months. Sometimes you're so wiped out, you get up in the morning and all you want to do is go back to bed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because number one, you're not getting a good restful sleep right. at night. So if you're not getting a good night's rest, when you wake up in the morning, I mean, the day is shot. You have mm -hmm. no energy. Right. And some of these individuals cannot even do minimal things like uh, clean the house, mm -hmm. things of that nature. Mm -hmm. They get wiped out and have Just, to go back to bed mm -hmm. for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. Many of yeah. these individuals can't hold jobs because right. they're so fatigued. Yes. And a lot of times, unfortunately, the traditional medical doctors would dismiss these patients as just being neurotic. Mm -hmm. They're telling them, it's all in your head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've, I've known people who have been told that. And so it's all in your head. These patients don't know where to turn to. All your tests come back positive. There's nothing wrong. There's with nothing you. wrong with you. And so these patients, understandably, are very depressed. Mm -hmm. So automatically, 
these patients are, are labeled as neurotic mm -hmm. and they're put on antidepressant medication and they're told to just go Which home. Which makes it worse. Because <laughs> the doctors don't want to be bothered with it mm -hmm. because it baffles them. They don't know that that virus is destroying the adrenal glands mm -hmm. and causing the chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah. And so fortunately, because I studied functional medicine in, mm -hmm. in Germany with the medical doctors, they taught us how to do all this. Mm -hmm. So we're able to help patients that have been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. We're able to repair and regenerate the adrenal glands and eliminate the chronic fatigue mm -hmm. syndrome. Good, good. Uh, let me ask you a question. Is there um, pain associated with this chronic fatigue um, part of the immune system being depleted? Is, is there pain associated Some with it? Some of these patients with chronic fatigue syndrome have many symptoms that are typically seen with fibromyalgia. Uh -huh. And so that's another disease that has baffled the traditional medical community yeah. because n none of the lab tests that they run on these people are definitive for a diagnosis of fibromyalgia. So again, they're all told it's all in your head. You're just neurotic. Well, what would be something you could request in a lab test um, that might give them an indication that you had a problem, that it's not in your head? There's really, it's really more of a physical examination uh -huh. that you do on patients. They found that patients with fibromyalgia, and they can get an immediate diagnosis of fibromyalgia if the doctor knows what points to palpate. Because there's 18 points on the body uh -huh. that are present with fibromyalgia. So you can go in there and put pressure on those points, and that patient will wince because mm -hmm. it hurts it so hurts. much. It hurts. Mm -hmm. It hurts a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay? So one of the points is right here between the shoulder and where the neck inserts, mm -hmm. right in the middle of the trapezius muscle. Mm -hmm. That is always very hot and tender mm -hmm. on patients with fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. What was really interesting is that all of the 18 points that have been determined as positive for fibromyalgia, they're all acupuncture points. That's really not so surprising. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that I learned to do early on. If the patient has fibromyalgia, I will go and treat all of those acupuncture mm -hmm. points that are so tender in the patient mm -hmm. And to their amazement, it starts relieving the pain. Sure. And so even the uh, traditional medical websites like WebMD, when you look up fibromyalgia and it names recommended treatments, their recommended treatment, of course, is uh, prescription medication like antidepressants, things of that nature, but it'll also include acupuncture mm -hmm. because they've gotten so much positive feedback from patients that have been treated with acupuncture mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for fibromyalgia. Yeah. Well, if, a, if some of our viewers are not in an area where, uh, what, what would you could say, superior medical <laughs> establishments are, uh, how would they go about finding a physician that would know to, to test these Pressure Probably points. their best bet would be to Google functional 
medicine doctor. Okay. Because those are the individuals that are practicing the German and European method of, of, uh, of medicine. They're not relying primarily on drug therapy. Mm -hmm. They're looking at trying to get to the underlying causes. Yeah. Like in this particular case, chronic fatigue mm -hmm. syndrome and fibromyalgia. Yeah. Okay. And so they would use things like homeopathy, mm -hmm. acupuncture, nutrition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because there are documented studies, uh, especially with chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia, that show that once these individuals are placed on a good diet, they're, they're given homeopathics, herbal remedies, good nutrition, the fibromyalgia and the chronic fatigue syndrome go away. Mm -hmm. okay. So it's not a, a, like a lifetime sentence where you're never going to get well if you have chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia. Well, that's good news. There are solutions mm -hmm. to these mm -hmm. problems. Mm -hmm. And it's not all drugs. Definitely not a drug therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely not drug therapy. So one of the things that they can do right away, and it's really common, they can do a complete blood count, a mm -hmm. CBC. Mm -hmm. Every doctor, every nurse practitioner draws blood, sends it to the labs, mm -hmm. and they'll do a CBC mm -hmm. so they can look at your immune system. Yes. So the CBC will test the red blood cell count, but it will also, and more importantly, will test the white blood cell count. Okay. So they're looking at two major groups of white blood cells, leukocytes and lymphocytes. Those are the white blood cells that produce antibodies. Mm -hmm. So those antibodies will go and kill viruses, bacteria, mm -hmm. and fungus. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if your immune system is depressed, you're going to get an abnormal reading on that complete blood count. Okay. Okay. Because one of the things that Dr. Hans Selye documented was a depression of the immune system. And so that's what he did. He would order the CBC counts mm -hmm. to look at the white blood cell counts. Uh -huh. Well, that makes sense. Makes sense, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And so he would start to repair the patient's immune system so that it could cope with those stressors. Would there be a uh, um, symptom of, um, well, not, <laughs> I'm trying to say immunity, but that's not the word, um, anemic. Would, would someone like that be anemic? They they're not, would not necessarily be anemic with things like chronic fatigue syndrome and mm -hmm. fibromyalgia, mm -hmm. but it would show depression of the immune system. Okay. And okay. so one of the major organs of our immune system is called the thymus gland, T-H-Y-M-U-S. Mm -hmm. The thymus sits right underneath the breastbone. Mm -hmm. So when you're young, say a teenager, your thymus may be the size of my fist. By the time you're my age, I'm 71, that thymus has shrank to half that size. Oh, wow. So as we age, the thymus decreases in its ability hmm. to protect the body. There, there's nothing to do to prevent that? No, it's just part of aging. Mm -hmm. It's part of the aging process. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that we can do is there are thymus supplements. Mm -hmm. 
And when I see the uh, altered white blood cell counts in the blood, and I can test the thymus gland, I can put patients on thymus gland preparations that will help to kick in the thymus mm -hmm. so it can work better. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've probably heard the term T. T is in Tom. Tom mm -hmm. T cells. Yes, I have. The T cells are produced by the thymus. Okay. Okay. Of course. And so one group of T cells is known as killer cells. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So those killer cells that the thymus activates will go through the bloodstream. They will literally seek out the presence of cancer cells. They will attack the cancer cells and kill them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of cancer specialists are telling us that every one of us has cancer cells that mm -hmm. are being produced in the body. That and our immune system will attack it, kill it, mm -hmm. and as long as we have a healthy immune system, the cancer can take hold okay. and grow. Uh -huh. And so this is one of the major parts of the immune system is the thymus. Okay. So we have to have a good, healthy thymus. Sure do. Yep. Wow. And so a large majority, for example, of the health food stores will carry, they have a little section there that says glandular substances, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and you can go there and get thymus substance and take it orally, mm -hmm. and it'll help kick in the thymus gland. Really? Yes. What, would you recommend someone doing that if they're, if they're feeling, uh, if they know they have a, a slow immune system? If they suspect that they have a real slow immune system, it would not hurt them at all mm -hmm. to try some thymus gland preparations okay. because that will help boost up their immune system. Right. Okay. And they'll be able to uh, not succumb to all of these viruses mm -hmm. and bacteria that are mm -hmm. going around. That's good to know. And so I think that's one of the reasons that the COVID virus has been so horrible is because so many of us have depressed immune systems. I think so too. And if we're not actively taking good nutritional supplements mm -hmm. to keep our immune systems up, mm -hmm. we succumb to the COVID sure. virus. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So twice now I've been actively exposed to COVID. Have you? From sick patients. Mm -hmm. They weren't feeling well. They should have known better. They should have stayed home, but mm -hmm. they came in and then they call me the next day and say, Oh, guess what, Dr. Scott? I tested positive for COVID. Thanks a so lot. So you better go get tested. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks a lot. But it, it's just part of, of, of practicing. It you know? is. And so. It's life. <laughs> it's life. And so both times I, mm. I went uh, there to the uh, big University of New Mexico hospital where they do the COVID testing. Mm -hmm. And both times my COVID test came back negative. Good. But that's because I actively work with taking nutritional supplements mm -hmm. to keep my immune system strong. Yes. Mm -hmm. Could I ask what um, supplements you take? Yes, f specifically for the immune system, uh -huh. I take vitamin C mm -hmm. every day. Every day. Every day. I take selenium. Oh. Very, I, pe pe very few people have even heard of selenium. And selenium, they have done massive studies worldwide. Mm -hmm. It's a little mineral mm -hmm. that is uh, 
in nuts, Brazil nuts have the highest source of selenium. Really? But you can get selenium at any health food store. Mm -hmm. They actually did a study in China where they took two groups of animals. They injected the animals with hepatitis B. Wow. One group, they gave them a selenium-poor diet. That group developed liver cirrhosis, liver cancer, and they died. Mm -hmm. The group that was fed a selenium-rich diet, the hepatitis virus couldn't even grow in their body. Wow. Isn't that amazing? It is. So the same thing with the COVID. Mm -hmm. If you have adequate selenium levels, it'll keep you protected from these viruses, mm -hmm. including Epstein-Barr virus, COVID. Wow. And so zinc, they're finding, uh -huh. will stop the replication of viruses as well. So you need okay. to take these supplements on a regular basis. Uh -huh. Daily? Daily, yes. Mm -hmm. You hear about a lot about vitamin D. And vitamin D is real important as well. Okay. You take that every day too. Every day you should, okay. yes. Okay. Is there anything in else the, we need to take past, every day? <laughs> in the past, one of the things that uh, we would advise patients to do every time the flu season came around, before COVID was, was on the scene, we told our patients to start taking 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day, which is 10 grams. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure you take the selenium, the vitamin D, and the zinc. Mm -hmm. And many of those patients did not catch the flu that winter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they told me, you know what, Dr. Scottens, I started taking those supplements. Our grandkids would come over and they were always coming over with runny noses and sneezing, colds and flus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in the past, when they would come over like that, within a week, I'd be sick. Mm -hmm. But since I started taking those supplements, even though I'm around those sick grandkids, I don't catch their bugs That's anymore. That's wonderful. Wow. I, I hope people are making notes at home to take care of yourself and help yourself stay well. That's our purpose here. <laughs> exactly. And so a lot of these, mm. they don't require a prescription. Right. You can get these at the health food mm -hmm. store, and they're mm -hmm. relatively inexpensive they as are. well. Yes. And so you need to stay on the nutritional supplements to keep your immune system strong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And give them to your grandkids. <laughs> give them to your grandkids as well. <laughs> oh, goodness. And one of the good things, too, ask somebody when you go to the health food store, tell them, I've got some grandkids that are always catching colds and flus and whatnot, they actually have little gummy bears yes, they that do. the kids don't mind taking. Mm -hmm. And it has those supplements and vitamins in mm -hmm. them. So you can get those little gummy bears for your grandkids. Yeah. And that'll keep them healthy. That's good news. Yep. It really is. Okay. One of the things that Dr. Selye documented in patients that were at this resistance stage that we're talking about is that when the adrenals get depressed, not only do they depress the thymus gland, but they depress the thyroid gland. Yes. And so I would venture to say probably 90% of the people that we see that come in mm -hmm. that are chronically sick, that's one of the first things we ask them, are you on thyroid medication? They are. Wow. Their thyroids burned out years ago, mm -hmm. so they've been on thyroid medication 10, 15 years or more. Oh, my. 
And so a lot of that could have been related to stressed out adrenal glands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if they had caught it early enough and regenerated and repaired the adrenal glands, it would have saved their thyroid glands yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. Because there's two minerals that the thyroid gland has to have in order to produce thyroid hormone. And what are those? One of them is selenium that we just really? talked about. Yes. Mm -hmm. The other one is iodine. Yes. I was aware of iodine. Iodine and selenium. Mm -hmm. So in countries that have very little, almost non-existent thyroid disease, mm -hmm. like Japan, mm -hmm. that's a country where the population eats iodine and selenium on a daily basis. Wow. Well, we're just, they have ocean around them and they <laughs> they have all well, exactly. Yeah. And so they're able to get the iodine fresh, rich foods. Fresh iodine food. Yep, exactly. <laughs> right. We're, we're kind of limited out here in the desert. Out here in the desert we are. <laughs> but again, you can go to the health food store. Mm -hmm. You can get kelp tablets. Uh -huh. K E L P. Mm -hmm. That's a seaweed. Mm -hmm. It's high in iodine. Ah. So you can take the little kelp tablets every day along mm -hmm. with selenium. Do you need to have your have a test? Um, can you overdose on the stuff? Um, you can't overdose on, on kelp, uh -huh. but you can overdose on selenium. Okay. So you want to keep your selenium levels, you don't want to take more than 800 micrograms a day. Because at micrograms. that point, uh -huh. at, once you start taking too much selenium, it can become toxic. How, how many micrograms? 800. 800. Okay. So when you look at... Uh, some of these uh, supplements at the health food store, make sure you pay attention to right. the amount of selenium mm -hmm. that's in there. Mm -hmm. So if you're taking two or three different supplements and they each have selenium, you don't want to exceed I see. that 800 mm -hmm. yes. micro micrograms. Yeah. And, and that's the problem with uh, having several multiple uh, things. You can't control how much uh, without leaving off something else that you want to take um, if, if you're getting them already all together you have to count them both exactly yep okay so a good safe level of selenium would be around 200 micrograms okay so I get a, a, a selenium supplement that has a hundred Ah. micrograms. That way I'm on the safe side right? because I'll know some of the other supplements and whatnot mm -hmm. will have selenium yeah. or maybe I may be eating some selenium rich mm -hmm. foods. Mm -hmm. So if I just take a hundred micrograms I'm pretty safe that I'm not going to overdose. Reach a toxic level. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh -huh. Okay. The iodine, the Japanese probably take 10 to 20 times the amount of iodine I bet. that we take here I bet they in the do. United States. Mm -hmm. We don't have much source of iodine, of iodine in the things we eat, do we? And then we do have different areas in the United States. Mm -hmm. They're called thyroid belts, where the iodine in the soil is almost non-existent. Uh -huh. So if you live in one of those so-called thyroid belts, you're not going to get enough iodine to keep your thyroid yeah. from malfunctioning. Do we happen to be in that belt? We're not in that belt, no. Okay. But that's why the federal government, when they realize, ooh, there's thyroid belts across the country, 
and all these individuals are having their thyroid fail, they made it mandatory to put iodine in the salt. Uh -huh. So okay. that's where you that's will get some have. iodine is in the salt. Iodized salt. Mm -hmm. Iodized salt. Mm -hmm. I guess we've used that since I was a pup. Exactly, uh -huh. yeah. Huh. And so they've identified selenium belts. Oh, really? In this country as well. So there's areas of the country where our soil is pretty much selenium depleted. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So the best thing for you to do, I advise patients, just Google. Mm -hmm. you know, selenium deficient areas. Uh -huh. And it'll show you maps around the country where yeah. that's the case. Yeah. So if you live in a, in a iodine and or selenium deficient area, you have to supplement it. Mm -hmm. You have to get that in your diet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. And one of the best and safest ways, of course, is with iodized salt as far yes. as iodine goes. Yes. Okay. And, and the Japanese eat a lot of seaweeds. Yes. You can get seaweed at the health food store, but most most Americans, they just don't find the seaweed tasty. Right. You know, so that's why I recommend the little tablets. Mm -hmm. You can get the seaweeds that are compressed in a tablet. Is, I guess that would be something you'd have to develop a taste you for. You have to develop a taste mm -hmm. for it. So if you go to a sushi bar and you're eating raw fish and seafood, Many times the little wrapper that's wrapped around them is seaweed. Uh-huh. That's a type of seaweed. I don't eat raw and so, fish. <laughs> and I don't recommend it to anybody. No, I don't either. Because one of the stressors to the adrenal glands is parasites. Ah. Okay? And well, since sushi sense. became uh, fashionable, mm -hmm. they've had massive outbreaks of parasite infestations, especially in places like California, uh -huh. where almost everybody eats sushi. Mm -hmm. Wow, you wouldn't think of fish carrying a parasite, but I guess anything can. Anything can, and especially raw, yeah. raw seafood mm -hmm. can have parasites in it. Hmm. So if you go get to a sushi place, take it home and cook it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no thanks. And, uh, and our son, he's one of those that loves sushi. Mm -hmm. And uh, Susan and I are always telling him, you're just giving yourself Ask, worms. You're asking gonna, for parasites. Asking for parasites. And then he goes, oh, I don't care. It tastes so good. <laughs> well, he'll be looking to you for a remedy one of these and days. So <laughs> every, from time to time, we'll test him, and he'll have parasites. Yeah. And it's from the sushi. Uh -huh. So we put them on some parasite remedies and it kills them off. Yeah, sure. They're, I don't think they're too hard to kill. They're not that Most hard. There's yeah. some good parasite remedies. There is. Black walnut. Yeah, black walnut is a real common mm -hmm. one. Yeah. And one of the doctors, Holder Clark. Holder Clark. Holder Clark put together a real powerful parasite formula. Mm -hmm. Many of the health food stores carry her parasite formula. Oh, really? Yeah, the Holder Clark parasite formula. Okay. All right. So Dr. Holder Clark, I think, kind of went overboard with the parasites. You think she Because did? she was of the opinion that everyone had parasites. There was no person walking on the planet Earth that didn't have parasites, which is an exaggeration. The German medical researchers tell us 
somewhere between 80 and 90 percent of the American population does have parasites. Yeah. You know, I had parasites at a very young age because I loved to make and eat mud pies. Really? Okay. And I got parasites from that. And I had to have treatments. You had to have treatments? Oh, yeah. Them. Yep. I was four or five years old. Mm -hmm. Probably maybe three or four. Oh, wow. So you were pretty young. Yeah, I was yeah. very young. I remember sitting out in the tub of water in the mud in the <laughs> <laughs> that I made <laughs> and we mixing a, up mud pies. <laughs> we had a, a young uh, female patient, I think she was 15 or 16, that was so sick and she was just so infested with parasites. And so we were trying to figure out where she got exposed to the parasites. Mm -hmm. Well, she lived on a farm. Mm -hmm. they, they raised uh, sheep, cattle. Well, when she would go into the barn, she would take off her, her boots, her shoes, her socks, roll her pants up past her sleeve, and then go walking barefoot through the manure. Through the mud and uh -huh. the manure. Uh -huh. And that's where the parasites sure, came in. Of course. So mm -hmm. if you're working, a lot of times patients will get it from working in their garden. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because uh, uh, a neighborhood cat oh, yeah. or a dog will come over mm -hmm. and, and, and defecate in, in the garden, mm -hmm. and the little parasite eggs are there. Sure. So if you don't have gloves on and you're working with your bare hands, mm -hmm. that parasite just went into your body. Oh, my goodness, Dr. Scott. From gardening. <laughs> Wow, this has been a quick half hour, or hour. It's been an hour almost. <laughs> it has already yeah. been an hour, but we're going to do another hour. And, and okay. so uh, you be sure you stay tuned in because you're going to learn a lot more, I'll bet you. I, I know I am. I'm hoping you're taking notes. I'm taking some right here. I'm going to take them home with me. And uh, I, I know you've enjoyed this program with Dr. Scott. I know I have. And Dr. Scott, where can people get in touch with you? Um, they're going to put the 800 number up on the screen. Right. And I've had that 800 number for close to 30 years now. You have. So it's good to go on that 800 number or go to my email, drscott432 at gmail. All right. We will see you in the next go around. Be sure you join us. Thank you for joining us for some more primary information from Dr. Scott uh, on House Call. We're, uh, I'm going to ask Dr. Scott to recount the four primary causes of stress in our life because that's the issue we're dealing with. And Dr. Scott, uh, can we 
enumerate what those four what causes are. What we've been are. talking about is uh, stress-related illness. Right. Probably 85 to 90% of the patients that we see in our clinic that come in chronically ill, some of these patients, they've been so ill for the last 10 to 15 years, it's due to stress mm -hmm. and the effect that it's having on their body. Right. And so the four major categories okay. or sources of stress, number one is physical stress. So that would come from things like uh, auto accidents, surgeries, overwork. The second one is chemical stress. And chemical stress comes from a polluted environment. It comes from food additives, food coloring. The American diet is just pitiful. It is. And anytime you go out and eat in a restaurant or you're eating packaged food, you're eating additives, mm -hmm. preservatives, food coloring, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. All of those cause stress to our adrenal glands. Amen. The okay. third source of stress is thermal, T-H-E-R-M-A-L. Thermal is heat and cold. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the fourth. And the fourth one is a biggie, emotional stress. Okay. Emotional and mental stress. Mm-hmm. So you really can't turn on the uh, TV and sit there and watch Fox News or CNN. NBC, MSNBC, anybody. Because their primary object is to induce fear and stress mm -hmm. in the general population. Mm -hmm. That's what sells yeah. their shows. Mm -hmm. And so, I just quit turn, turning on uh, Fox News. I used to love watching mm -hmm. it almost every night. And lately, I just go to the uh, channel that carries the old movies and I watch <laughs> comedies or something like that. Something that, you know, because laughter is good medicine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, you want to try to avoid stress yeah. wh wherever you can. You can always find something that doesn't stress you out. That, exactly. But news does. Because it's all bad. You want some good news? Read your Bible. That'll help ease stress like no other medicine. Believe me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, Dr. Scott, where are we So we were looking up? at and discussing the three stages that the body goes through when mm -hmm. the adrenals mm -hmm. are stressed out. Yeah. The alarm stage is the first. The second is the resistance stage. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the exhaustion stage. Okay. Once you are in the exhaustion stage, your body actually has accelerated aging. Oh, my. So you're going to age much faster than you normally would. Okay. So in the last 15 years, there's a whole new branch of medicine, mm -hmm. medical doctors that study 
and specialize in anti-aging medicine. You see a lot about it if, if, if you are inclined to look into those kind of things, yeah. And so these anti-aging medicine doctors are looking at what is causing your body to age so quickly. Because yeah. they're the opinion that if they step in and identify the cause, they can slow it down. Mm -hmm. They're looking at uh, regenerative therapies to yeah. kind of turn the clock back. Stem cell therapy. Stem cells is a biggie. It is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And it doesn't work for everybody. We've seen patients over the years that spend a lot of money on stem cell therapy and they had little to no oh, results that, with that's it. That's a shame. So, yeah. When it's so highly touted. And so it's, it is highly touted. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I, and I know of a doctor in, in, in Albuquerque since I moved there two years ago or so that uh, was building a regenerative medicine clinic, anti-aging, and that was his primary focus was the stem cell therapy. Mm -hmm. But when I looked at the patients that were getting it, some of them were just throwing their money away. Wow. It just wasn't working for were them. Were a few being helped? Some were. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Some of them were. I wonder, well, that's not our subject, but I just wonder why would some Probably be Probably because helped? their bodies were already in this exhaustion stage. I see. That we're talking about. They had waited too long. They for, waited to way get help. too long. Mm -hmm. So this is the stage where all these degenerative diseases take hold and flourish. Uh -huh. And in a certain percentage, there's permanent residual organ damage. Oh wow! They're, it's not reversible. Uh -huh. So those are the patients that end up having to have uh, organ transplants like heart transplants, mm -hmm. kidney transplants, liver transplants. That's not good news. Not good news. And so once you reach that exhaustive, exhaustion stage, you're, you're on your way out. Mm -hmm. mm. You're on your way out of here. There's no way to regenerate the organs. They're too far gone. Wow. And the adrenal glands have lost all their ability to cope to with stress back. in the body. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. It's overwhelmed the body. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. So stress has been defined by some experts as a threat to homeostasis. You've, you heard, you've heard the term homeostasis? Yeah, but define it. It's a self-regulating internal process where the body strives to maintain balance yes. among all the okay. different organ systems mm -hmm. so that we function healthy and optimally without yeah. disease. Yeah. So one of the primary researchers into stress and its effect on the body was a medical doctor, Hans Selye, S-E-Y-L-E. -E. And Dr. Selye coined the term adaptation energy. So the adrenal glands will help the body to adapt to all the stressors that we're exposed to. Mm -hmm. And as long as we can keep the adrenal glands fairly healthy, they'll be able to help the body adapt to this energy, okay. to the stress. Because we only have a finite amount of adaptive energy. Yes. And once the adrenals get burned out, 
that energy's gone. It's gone. And then we die. Mm -hmm. Wow. So it's really important. <clears throat> so we mentioned uh, in the previous segment, one of the categories is biological stressors mm -hmm. that destroy this homeostasis. Right. And those are things like viruses, bacteria, fungus, and parasites. Ah. Okay. So one of the things that's epidemic in the United States is the presence of candida. Yes. And candida is a yeast-like fungus yes. that will depress and destroy the immune system. It can get into the internal organs and literally destroy the internal organs. One of the categories that most people don't realize that can cause so much stress to the human body is nutritional deficiencies. I know, and a lot of people don't want to hear about it. <laughs> they don't want to hear about it because many times it involves making a drastic change mm -hmm. to your lifestyle and especially to your diet. So back on the subject of candida, one of the things that feeds the candida, and you'll never get candida under control as long as you're eating sugar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sugar will feed candida. Yep. It also feeds viruses. So a lot of these uh, individuals that succumb to uh, the COVID-19 infections, they're heavy sugar eaters. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that just helps that virus grow in the body as well. Mm -hmm. So how do we test? How do we look at uh, an individual when they come into the clinic so that we can get an idea of what their adrenal status is? There's several tests that are commonly run in offices like myself that practice functional medicine. Mm -hmm. One of them is a real simple blood pressure test. Okay. And you take the blood pressure while you're laying on your back. Mm -hmm. You have the patient sit up and immediately take the blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Then you have the patient stand up and take the blood pressure again. Mm -hmm. If the adrenal glands are functioning like they're supposed to, when you change position, the blood pressure, the top number, the systolic blood pressure, should go up between four to 10 points. Mm -hmm. Okay. When it doesn't, that's an indication of adrenal fatigue. Oh, really? So, uh, earlier th today when I was seeing a patient, um, he sat up and he had to grab onto the table. And I go, what's wrong? He goes, oh, I sat up too quick, I'm really dizzy. That's a primary symptom of adrenal fatigue. Wow. You're not supposed to get dizzy when you change positions. Right. But a lot of patients have so much adrenal dysfunction that they have to be really careful I'm when they change positions. I wondered what caused um, people to say, oh, I, I sat up too quick and I get dizzy. I wondered what caused it's, it's that. It's your adrenal glands not working like wow. they're supposed to. Okay. So their blood pressure is out of whack because of the adrenal stress. Because of the adrenals, yep. Oh my, okay. And in some individuals, the blood pressure not only will not go up, 
but it'll actually start dropping. Oh, wow. And those are the ones that That's really get dizzy. That's the ones that get dizzy. They get real dizzy. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so another test the doctors will do is the pupillary reflex. Mm -hmm. So they'll shine a bright light into your eye. The normal response is that the pupil should constrict. Immediately. Immediately. It should stay constricted for at least 30 seconds mm -hmm. and then slowly dilate. Mm -hmm. But if your adrenals are fatigued, sometimes they won't constrict. They'll do the opposite and they'll actually dilate. Oh, wow. So those individuals have a real severe adrenal problem uh -huh. when they dilate. Wow. But if they won't hold the constriction for at least 30 seconds, the adrenals are fatigued. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. So these are simple tests that your doctor or your nurse practitioner can do in their office or clinic mm -hmm. to test your adrenal glands. Mm -hmm. Another test that, that I do utilizes what's called Chapman's reflexes. Dr. Chapman was an osteopathic doctor who way back in the 1930s started plotting these reflexes on the body uh -huh. that you can test. So you can do applied kinesiology or muscle response testing. Mm -hmm. And it's the same, there's different points that the Chinese medical doctors have used for thousands of years. And so I use a combination of the Chinese alarm points mm -hmm. and Dr. Chapman's reflexes. Oh. So there's a reflex for the adrenal glands. Uh -huh. So if I muscle test, your arm should stay good and strong. Mm -hmm. If I have you touch the adrenal reflex, and then I muscle test, if your adrenals are fatigued, you won't be able to keep can't, your arm up. Can't hold your arm up. Some people think that's quackery, but it really works. It really works. It really works. Mm -hmm. and, and I got along so great with the instructors in, in Germany, the medical doctors, that practice functional medicine because they learned all these techniques from chiropractors in the United States. Oh, really? And they use them in Germany. Uh-huh. Yep. How about that? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yes, it is. So we will do the muscle response testing, and I'll test the various organ systems with that type of testing. Mm -hmm. I'll test your thymus gland. I'll test your thyroid gland. Yeah. I'll test your kidneys, your heart, your lungs, etc. Uh-huh. Because many times, as the adrenals start getting weaker and weaker and weaker, it affects the different organ systems. Sure it would. We mentioned the thyroid. And you can pinpoint which organ is getting weak first. First, exactly. Okay. Yep. Another test that a lot of patients probably aren't familiar with is called bioresonance testing. Bioresonance. Resonance. Resonance. R-E-S-O-N-A-N-C-E. Yes. Bioresonance testing actually came out of Germany in 1977. Dr. Morell was one of the premier researchers, along with his son-in-law, who was an electrical engineer. And they developed an instrument called the Mora machine. Uh -huh. And the Mora machine detects electromagnetic frequencies in the body. Mm -hmm. And so when the electromagnetic frequencies are unbalanced, that's when all of this disease processes 
take hold in the body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So with the bioresonance testing, it's gone through several stages of development, and I've got the latest instrument, bioresonance instrument, mm -hmm. where all you have to do is put your hand on the hand cradle, and it sends little minute electrical signals into your hand, and then Why not? the body is able to look at all the different organ systems uh -huh. and see what's being affected. Awesome. So it, it tests over a hundred different biomarkers. My. And it'll let me know where the major imbalances mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And in many patients, it's the adrenals that come up. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. But there can be other organ systems that are malfunctioning as well. Mm -hmm. I had a couple of weeks ago a 70-some-year-old male patient that came in. And he came hobbling into the, into the clinic with, with a cane. And uh, luckily he was wearing shorts so I could see his feet and his legs. Mm -hmm. And bo both, his, both of his feet were really swollen. Mm. He couldn't even put shoes on. Uh -huh. He had to wear floppies. And so when I was going through the history with him, he, we do what's called a systems review. And one of the things he checked off was tightness in the chest, mm -hmm. like pain, mm -hmm. chest pain, mm -hmm. chest congestion. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, he had all the edema mm -hmm. in his feet and his legs. When I did the bioresonance testing, the two organ systems that came up as the main indicators were his heart and his kidneys. Mm -hmm. So that let me know immediately, wow, I know exactly what we need to start working on mm -hmm. to take care of this problem. Yes. And so... One of the things that he had in his heart is called homocysteine. And what is homocysteine that? Homocysteine is a poison. It's a toxin. Really? So our liver is trying to produce an essential amino acid mm -hmm. called methionine, and something short circuits in the liver, and instead of going through the whole process and producing that amino acid, it produces that poison called homocysteine. The homocysteine builds up in our heart. Yeah. So I've had patients over the years that have come in with uh, chest pain. One lady I remember uh, specifically already had angina or angina, mm -hmm. where the pain was radiating down her arm to her hand. Uh-huh. And she had the homocysteine in her heart. Wow. So what the medical researchers have found is that once you have homocysteine in your heart, if you don't get it out, it's only a matter of time before you have a heart attack. Wow. That's how toxic this poison is. How did it start in the first place? Because how the it? liver was malfunctioning. Oh, the liver the was liver toxic. The liver wasn't functioning, so it couldn't produce it, uh -huh. the amino acid. Uh -huh. And by mistake, it produced that poison or that toxin. Oh, my. So why is in Big Pharma or your medical doctor telling you about homocysteine really? and Why how dangerous they? it is. Mm -hmm. The main reason is because there is no patented drug that can pull homocysteine out of the heart. My goodness. There's three essential nutrients that will pull it out of the heart. Vitamin B6, vitamin B12, and folic acid. And you can get any one of those at the health food store. Mm -hmm. Sure can. So we have a formula that we carry with us all the time called homocysteine redux 
that literally will pull mm -hmm. that homocysteine. Do you run into a lot of that? A lot of it. I'd say 90 to 95 percent of our patients have homocysteine building up. And, and that means they've got a liver that's That's not, not working. working right, exactly. So you, that's really where you That's the source. We've got to get that liver working uh -huh. again like it's okay. supposed to. Wow. So in this particular patient, I put them on the homocysteine nutrients, mm -hmm. and I put them on some specific herbal remedies, mm -hmm. and I did the acupuncture points to balance his kidneys and his heart. Mm -hmm. And within a, a week to a week and a half, all the edema and swelling in his feet and legs was gone. Oh, I bet he his was doing a happy dance. His chest pain was gone. Wow. And that's what the problem was. Mm -hmm. Wow. So the bioresonance testing really cuts to the chase and lets you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. this is where you need to concentrate and look at uh -huh. instead of trying to, yeah. you know, chase everything else around. Right. Do you, um, you, you have the Mara machine in your office in Albuquerque, right? in, in Albuquerque, we do. Uh -huh. It's just too fragile and too expensive to, to transport mm -hmm. back and forth. Because mm -hmm. if we break or damage something on that Mora machine, I've got to ship it back to Germany. Oh, my. To get, because that's where it's manufactured mm -hmm. at. Mm -hmm. And it's been manufactured in Germany since 1977. Isn't that something? Isn't it? Uh, I know personally it really is an immediate help, just immediate. I guess I'll have to make a trip to Albuquerque. There you go. <laughs> and so we have seen patients over the years that were so deathly sick that they could not tolerate any type of detoxification yeah. in the body. I've, I've they seen couldn't take like, the herbs. Yeah. They couldn't take the homeopathic remedies. Right. One lady that, that I'm thinking of, she told me it would knock her out, she would be in bed for three or four days after she tried to do what everybody else could tolerate yeah. because uh -huh. she was so toxic. Uh -huh. Until we started doing the Mora therapy on her. Uh -huh. And after we did the Mora therapy on her, she felt so good she decided one day, you know what, I'm going to see if I can take the homeopathics and the herbs and they no longer made her sick. How about that? Isn't that amazing? It is. Wow. Be worth a trip to Albuquerque. <laughs> so the electromagnetic frequencies are basically the groundwork for maintaining a good, healthy mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so what the German researchers found is all of the things that stress the adrenal glands that we've been talking about, they disrupt the electromagnetic frequencies in our bodies. Uh -huh. So that's the viruses, the candida, the different funguses, heavy metals are really disruptive to electromagnetic frequencies mm -hmm. in the body. Mm -hmm. hmm. Because the heavy metals have an electrical charge to them. They do. And so they will disrupt. Every cell in your body has an electrical charge, uh -huh. positive or negative. Right. Right. And so the heavy metals will disrupt that. Well, it stands to reason, you know. That so here's a cell, and it's got a cell wall on it. Uh -huh. That cell wall will allow minerals to come inside the cell uh -huh. so it can utilize them for energy right. production. Those heavy metals will literally close the door on the cell, uh -huh. and the minerals cannot get in. Yeah. So you end up developing severe 
mineral deficiencies. Uh So what if one of those minerals that you become extremely deficient in happens to be selenium? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you're going to be subject to all of these viruses that are going around, especially COVID, Mm -hmm. Epstein-Barr virus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of these viruses will take hold in your body. Yeah. And the Mora machine can regulate those electromagnetic frequencies in our body and regulate the frequencies and then I will do specific laboratory testing Mm because we can test all the minerals that are in the human body Mm -hmm. and we can see what you're deficient in Uh and then we can put you on the minerals sure sure to replenish your body during the break we were um, talking about telemedicine do you want to address that right now or do you yeah, that'll, that'll be good because one of the things that we do in order to test adrenal function, mm-hmm. we literally will test the hormone levels uh-huh. because the adrenals produce very, very specific hormones. Yes. Adrenaline, noradrenaline, cortisol, DHEA. And so we can test those hormones. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so... If you go to a traditional medical doctor, they can test for the hormones, but they test the hormones that are in the serum, that are in the bloodstream. I see. And those hormones are literally bound to proteins. So you're not really getting an accurate picture of what's circulating Uh and and being uptaken by the cells. Mm -hmm. So we use a salivary hormone test where we take your samples of saliva, Mm -hmm. send it to the special laboratory, and they can test all of the adrenal hormones. Oh, wow. And they'll let us know Uh what you have in excess of Uh or what you have a severe deficiency. Uh So we do the hormone testing. And so Tommy was mentioning telemedicine. Mm -hmm. COVID-19 has completely radicalized the practice of medicine throughout the country. So there's a lot of doctors that aren't seeing patients in their clinic. They're as scared of the COVID as the media wants you to be. Mm-hmm. So they're doing telemedicine. Mm-hmm. So the chiropractic boards in Texas and New Mexico, where I practice, have allowed me to start doing telemedicine. Wonderful. So if you can't make uh, the four-hour trip to Albuquerque or however long it takes you to get here to Odessa, because I'm only here like once every three or four weeks, uh-huh. we can do this testing through telemedicine. Uh-huh. So I can prepare the paperwork for you, I'll have a consult with you, and then we can order the specific laboratory tests for you. Uh-huh. And the laboratory will send you the kit to your home, you fill up the little vials with your saliva, mm-hmm. send them back to the laboratory, and then they'll send me the results. Mm-hmm. Once we get the results, then I'll get you on the phone, and before that, I'll send you a copy of your test results uh-huh. so you can sit there and look at them while uh-huh. we talk about them. Ask questions if you don't understand what's if, happening. If there's something you don't yeah. understand, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Isn't that wonderful? I, I'm so glad that they are allowing you to do that. So one of the things you want to look at, and when you look at that, uh, it's called the adre- Comprehensive Adrenal function mm-hmm. profile some of the things that they're saying when you look go to that medical laboratory 
They're saying, if you have the following symptoms, you need to be tested for adrenal dysfunction. Uh -huh. That would be things like insomnia. Uh -huh. You can't sleep at night. Uh -huh. You're just feeling stressed out. You have fatigue. You're always tired. You're run down. You're irritable. Yeah. Every little thing just sets you off. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? That's part of adrenal dysfunction. That's an imbalance in these adrenal hormones. I mentioned earlier that people with adrenal dysfunction crave sugar. Mm -hmm. Another thing that they crave is the exact opposite, salt. Yeah. So if you're craving salty foods or sugary foods, that's your adrenal glands that are telling you, hey, I need some mm -hmm. of this to get me through the day. Because mm -hmm. hmm. some people okay. have to have the energy that they get from sugar. Right. And then as that wears off, then they they crash. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. uh, Well, before we get away from the um, teleconferencing, mm -hmm. uh, how would they get in touch with you to, to get that? To do the telemedicine? Uh -huh. We have an 800 number that they're going to put up on the okay. screen. And then my email is on there as well. Okay. So you can email me and tell me, hey, Dr. Scott, everything you're talking about on the show, it sounds exactly like what I have. Mm -hmm. I would like to get the tested kit, and test treated kit. for mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. adrenal dysfunction. Okay. And then we can take it from there. I'll, get, I'll email you back. Or I'll give you a phone call. Um, there's some uh, symptom questionnaires that we'll go through that I can send to you and you can fill out. And then I'll mm -hmm. order the lab test okay. for you. Okay. Oh my. That's that's great. I'm I'm so glad you can do that because there's so many people that would love to get this test, but can't drive. But they can't drive, mm -hmm. or they can't travel. And maybe they're not even physically able to. And a lot of them, it's their mental outlook. Uh huh. The media has them so scared. Uh huh. That they won't go to a doctor's office. That's right. Because they're scared they're going to run into somebody with COVID mm -hmm. that's going to give it to them. They're going to jump out and jump on them. Yep. Okay. So I had, I had a lady okay. that I saw in Albuquerque a while back that was in a real bad car accident, and she was in so much pain, and she waited for over two months before she came in <laughs> to get treated. And I asked her, why did you wait so long? And her answer was COVID. Mm -hmm. I'm scared to go into a doctor's mm -hmm. office. People are scared to go to the grocery store. To the grocery store, yes. Mm -hmm. Well. And so we take precautions. If somebody mm -hmm. comes into the clinic, first thing we ask them is what kind of symptoms are you having? Mm -hmm. If they're having symptoms that could be related to COVID, mm -hmm. we'll take your temperature. If you have an elevated temperature, mm -hmm. any of those symptoms, it's sorry, bye-bye. Mm -hmm. You See need ya. to go test it for COVID. Yeah. You yeah. can't come into the clinic. Mm -hmm. Because that'll protect us, sure. and then it protects the other patients mm -hmm. that are in the clinic. Sure, you bet. A lot, of, a lot of doctors that are seeing people do that. And, you know, they go ahead and see them, but and do take precautions. You have to take and that's the precautions. Good. That's good. So with the telemedicine, that'll g cut all of that out. Yeah. Because you don't have to come into the doctor's mm -hmm. office. We can do it through, through long distance. Right. Right. 
That's wonderful. So the telemedicine is, is really a blessing for us. It is. It is. Yep. I'm so glad they're allowing you to do that. They really had no choice because the COVID just completely shut so many doctor's offices down. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, the two clinics that I worked at in Albuquerque before we opened up this mm -hmm. one up, mm -hmm. they both got shut down because of COVID. Really? Yes. Oh, my. The doctor so. that owned them was just too stressed out with the COVID, but he said, and then the girls that worked in the clinic said, one of them was uh, pregnant, mm -hmm. and so of course she was scared to death that mm -hmm. somebody might come in with COVID because mm -hmm. that's going to affect her little baby. Yeah. So the doc said, you know what? It's just too big of a stress, mm -hmm. and it's too big of an exposure for you since mm -hmm. you're pregnant. We're just going to close them down. Yeah. And he did. He just closed the clinics down. Wow. Does he plan to reopen someday? No, he went ahead and moved out of Albuquerque. Oh, okay. So, All right. And so, <laughs> so many clinics were closed that they had to uh, come up with this telemedicine that doctors yeah. could do mm -hmm. so they could still keep in touch with some of their patients. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. Yep. Okay. So telemedicine is here to stay until I'm COVID sure is, is finally gone. Mm -hmm. Or even they find it so convenient that they'll just continue They're with just going to keep it. Mm -hmm. I think they will. Yeah. They will keep it. So what is the number one killer in the United States? Coronary heart disease. Mm -hmm. Coronary heart disease kills more people than all the other diseases combined. Yep. So number one is coronary heart disease. The second killer in the United States is cancer. Are you ready for this one? I the don't third know. major killer of people in the United States, prescription medication. Uh, I, I would think that would be maybe number one or it two. It was number four. Okay. Now it's moved, the Centers for oh. Disease Control has moved it up to number three. So over 100,000 people die every year, not from street drugs, but from prescription medication. Oh my gosh. And street drugs are soaring. Okay. So they did a study way back in 1979, and it literally measured the effect of occupational stress, work-related stress. Mm -hmm. And they actually took two groups. The, the one group, number one, had high-stress jobs. They actually found a group that didn't have any stress related to their jobs. So I don't know where they found those I guys. I don't either. <laughs> You know what I was thinking about that was that maybe those individuals, they may be something like an artist mm -hmm. that gets satisfaction. Releases their stress. Mm -hmm. And relieves their stress. Mm -hmm. That's their occupation. Uh -huh. So they're not, mm -hmm. you know, building up stress while they're yeah. at work. Uh -huh. I don't know. But the other Could group be. that had the stress, they found that when they measured the adrenal hormones, like we do with that lab test, they found that uh, the stress group had a 450% increase in adrenaline. 230% mm. increase in noradrenaline. So these adrenal hormones oh, wow. were causing spikes in blood pressure, mm -hmm. 
they were causing the arteries to constrict mm -hmm. and close down. So that group had a high rate of death from strokes and heart attacks wow. because of stress. Mm -hmm. Besides so, that, they died with a migraine headache. So stress <laughs> can literally kill you. Oh, we've, yes, it we've can. got the documented studies to uh -huh. show what effects it has on mm -hmm. the human body. Mm -hmm. So they actually did another study years before that in 1967 on critical life events. Mm -hmm. So these were events that takes place in people's lives that they know causes a large stress. amount of stress. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that could be something like a divorce that you're going through. Mm -hmm. It could be something like the uh, death of your spouse. Mm -hmm. It could be uh, financial ruin where your business collapsed. Yeah. You went out of business. Mm -hmm. Maybe you had to go through bankruptcy. Yeah. All of that is so stressful. And these days you're hearing more about um, deaths of children. And you know that's got to take a tremendous toll on parents. And a lot of that's drug related, illegal drugs. Illegal drugs and also stress. Mm -hmm. We saw, uh, I guess about six months ago, a, a young woman that came in as a patient was so stressed out. Her young son, who I think was around 14 or 15, because of all of the COVID mm -hmm. isolation, literally committed suicide. Mm -hmm. He was only 14 years old and he couldn't that cope with the stress. It's so sad. It's so sad. He wasn't allowed to go to school. He wasn't allowed right. to uh, right. socialize with his friends. He mm -hmm. was just closed up in the house mm -hmm. watching TV mm -hmm. all day. Oh, my goodness. And so what they found in this study was that the patients that actually had high scores on these life events were dying from heart attacks, strokes, complications of diabetes, and complications from high blood pressure. Wow. And all of it was related to adrenal stress. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. So we need to look at some of these things that are available to us that you can take for sure to help to de-stress mm -hmm. the adrenal glands. Mm -hmm. And they're called adaptogens. Okay. And the most world famous adaptogen is ginseng. Is it? Another one that came out of China is called astragalus. Okay. A-S-T-R-A-G-A-L-U-S. So you can get ginseng and astragalus at pretty much any health food store you these can. days. I've seen them, but didn't know what they were for. And they I... help the body to adapt to stress and they decrease the stress levels in All the adrenal right. glands. All right. Okay. And one of the best supplements that the adrenal glands have to have in times of stress is vitamin C. Okay. So animals, when they're under stress, their adrenal glands produce vitamin C. What Dr. Linus Pauling found was that when he would stress out the laboratory animals, measure their vitamin C output, some of these animals were producing as much as 20 grams wow. of vitamin C a day. 
Wow. Once he removed him from the stressful situation, mm -hmm. then the production went back to a mm -hmm. more normal level. Isn't that strange? Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, mankind lost the ability to produce vitamin C. Right. Mankind, guinea pigs, and there's one mm -hmm. other animal that cannot produce vitamin C. Mm -hmm. Huh. And personally, and this is just my personal opinion, but I think this happened uh, right at, during the, the flood in Noah's time. Mm -hmm. Because before then, the lifespan of humanity was on an average of 900, 900 years. years. Yeah. After the flood, all of a sudden, it went down to 120. Mm -hmm. You very rarely see anybody living to 120 these days. Right. You know? Some of the healthy individuals, they make it into their 90s or so. Mm -hmm. There's a few that make 100. Make 100. Uh -huh. But not much past not that much. usually. And so what I tell patients is that when you're under stress, you want to take a minimum of 10 grams of vitamin C. Wow. If you can take 20 grams, it's even better. Mm -hmm. But you have to be very particular as to the type of vitamin C that okay. you're taken by mouth. Because mm -hmm. if you take the cheapest vitamin C available, which is ascorbic acid, mm -hmm. it's exactly what it says. It's too acidic for the body. Uh -huh. So if you try taking 10 grams of ascorbic acid, guess what you're going to experience? Diarrhea. Oh, yeah. You're going to have massive diarrhea. Mm -hmm. It's just too acidic for the body. Mm -hmm. The best vitamin C is sodium ascorbate. It's an alkaline vitamin C. Sodium ascorbate? Ascorbate, A-S-C-O-R-B-A-T-E. Okay. Right. So when you go to the health food store, tell them you don't want the ascorbic acid, you want the sodium ascorbate. Okay. And uh, my wife Susan just recently found sodium ascorbate online. Really? I think she bought three pounds for like $30. Really? So it's real inexpensive. Uh-huh. Real inexpensive. We used to get buy our sodium ascorbate from China, and we used to have to buy uh, 55 pounds at a time grams. minimum mm -hmm. that we had to buy. But these days, I won't buy anything from China. Yeah, really? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You can get the sodium ascorbate. There are still uh, some uh, manufacturers that are making it in good, the United States good. now. All right. Fantastic. So briefly, we're going to look at some of these uh, adrenal hormones that we test in the laboratory mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because the effect that they have on the human body is just so wide-reaching. Yeah. One of the primary hormones is called cortisol. C-O-R-T-I-S-O-L. And that is a, a main... One of the main hormones main produced hormone. by the adrenal glands. Okay. So cortisol regulates blood glucose, the blood sugar levels. Okay. So one of the things that uh, we see in uh, people with diabetes, if they're under increased stress, their sugar levels go through the roof. I bet. Mm -hmm. okay. You so, hear about that all the time. All the time. Yeah. 
cortisol actually regulates the response of our immune system. Okay. Cortisol helps bring about deep REM sleep, ah. R-E-M. So you've got to go into that deep stage of sleep in order for your body to heal and to relax so that when you wake up in the morning, you actually feel refreshed. Mm -hmm. The patients mm -hmm. with abnormal cortisol levels, they can't sleep at night. Yeah. They never get into that deep sleep. And so they're always fatigued. Yes. Okay. So, for example, if your lab test shows that you have too high levels of cortisol, here's some of the symptoms that you're going to experience. One of them is anxiety. If, you're, if the levels are, are too, high. too high. Too high. So these are the individuals that worry about everything. Well, you have to have it, but yeah, you can but have, you have too to have much it of it. You have to have it in balanced levels. Oh, I see. You don't want too much cortisol. Yeah. And you don't want too little cortisol. Okay. Because it affects the, the body. Okay. And high cortisol will also increase insulin resistance. So your pancreas is making insulin, but because of the high cortisol, your body cannot use the insulin to bring the sugar levels down. Well, if, how, how much should we look at? What, what would be a recommended dosage of it? Of the cortisol? The cortisol. Well, you're not going to take cortisol. Okay. The adrenals are going to produce it. The adrenals produce it. Right. Oh, okay. So with the things like the vitamin C, the ginseng, the astragalus, things of that nature, it'll help to balance the cortisol levels okay. in the body. Right. Thank you for clearing so that up. So your body will <laughs> yeah. produce yeah. it at, Okay, at a I misunderstood. Level. Okay. And two high levels of cortisol will accelerate aging. Okay. It'll cause you to age much, much quicker than you should. But okay. on the other hand, if your lab tests come back and your cortisol levels are really low, you're going to have fatigue. You're going to be so tired. Uh -huh. you're, these are the patients with chronic fatigue syndrome. Mm -hmm. But you, if your adrenals are working right, you won't have either. Right. You won't. Right. Won't be low or high in cortisol. Low or high. Okay. So instead of anxiety, you're going to have depression. Oh, gosh. <laughs> instead of chronic fatigue syndrome, you'll have things like fibromyalgia, uh, where you're aching everywhere in your body. Yeah. You can't sleep at night. You're depressed. You have no energy. What they found is really decreased levels of cortisol mm -hmm. causes infertility in women hmm. because the cortisol levels have an impact on estrogen and progesterone sure. as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it can cause decreased testosterone levels in men. In men. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. And one of the hormones that we test through the laboratory testing, through the saliva, is a hormone called DHEA. Uh -huh. DHEA is a precursor to estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. 
So individuals that have imbalanced sex hormones, it's real important. Now the DHEA, mm. you can get it as a supplement uh -huh. to take orally. Yes. If your levels are, are too low. Uh -huh. Okay. But you need to know. But you need what to know low. exactly what, what through, the, through the lab are. testing. Mm -hmm. The immune suppression that comes from imbalanced cortisol, the DHA will start balancing your immune system. Mm -hmm. So you're not uh, subject to getting all these viruses yeah. that come around. Yeah. So it'll build your immune system up. And one of the things that they found with DHEA, it helps to prevent osteoporosis uh -huh. in women. It actually helps to build bone mm -hmm. in the body. It helps to place the calcium and the boron and the other minerals into the bone structure. Oh, how about that? To reverse osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. It will actually reverse it? It can reverse it, yes. My, my. But you have to do it through the You've got to do the lab test to find yeah. out, you know, mm -hmm. where your DHEA levels are mm -hmm. at. So we can determine how much DHEA you need to start taking on okay. a daily basis. Mm -hmm. All right. And we mentioned earlier that some of the studies showed that these individuals with real high scores had increased high blood pressure, uh, constricted arteries. They were dying of heart attacks and strokes. Mm -hmm. The DHA helps to reverse that. Wow. If you have high cholesterol mm -hmm. levels, it'll lower the cholesterol. <laughs> My goodness. And then the bad cholesterol is the LDL. Yes. That's the cholesterol that will literally stick to the walls of your yeah. arteries. The DHEA lowers LDL in the body. Okay. So that hormone is very, very protective. That's awesome. It can save your life. Low levels of DHEA will cause immune suppression in the body. It'll cause chronic fatigue. A lot of the things that we see with adrenal stress, mm -hmm. it's also related to the DHEA because it's one of the adrenal hormones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, we truly are fearfully and wonderfully made. And it'll cause, if you have low DHE, DHEA levels, it'll cause not only insomnia, but depression as well. Oh my. So a lot of these individuals that are pretty much placed in a neurotic category, they're just being placed on antidepressants and told to go home. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, don't bother me. There's nothing else I can do for you. Yeah. These are the individuals that really need to be tested. They really for do. their adrenal health. Give them back some hope. Because you can get those adrenals mm -hmm. repaired and regenerated. Yeah. Wow. So all of these things that we're talking about that are related to stress and adrenal dysfunction, there's hope for you. Mm -hmm. they can, your adrenals oh, can be yeah. restored. Yeah, hallelujah. Sounds like everybody needs to have this test. They need to, especially at, in these times uh -huh. when, when we are just so bombarded yeah. with so much stress. Mm -hmm. Deliberately, Deliberately bombarded with so you stress. You can't turn on your TV mm -mm. And, and watch any type of news media. I don't I don't think I even want a TV. 
<laughs> Except to watch GLC. Watch Speaking GLC. of watching GLC, we need your help to keep these programs going. Don't forget that. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's, yeah, it's really important to keep avenues like GLC open for the viewers. It is. Uh, how else are you going to learn about things like stress and mm -hmm. adrenal disease mm -hmm. and how to how you can restore it mm -hmm. if you didn't have you know TV stations like GLC? Yeah, it's true. To say nothing of of the spiritual aspect that we normally push, but this is so important to your health, and not everything that's happening to us today, uh, it's not a demon, it's a health issue, and uh, God, God made doctors. He gave them the education and the desire to help people, so. And one of the best things that you can do for stress, anxiety, depression, is to get into the Word of God. Absolutely. Start reading your Bible on a daily basis. Yes. Yeah, and do what it says. <laughs> you know, don't just read through it real fast, but concentrate on what God is saying to you. And then if He's nudging you to do something, do it. And do it like Abraham. Rise up the next morning and get it done. <laughs> so, one of the doctors I studied with in Germany practices functional medicine. Uh -huh. His specialty was treatment of cancer. Really? Yes, without chemo or radiation. Oh my! And so, one of the things that he insisted on, as a matter of fact, he would not accept a cancer patient unless that cancer patient enrolled in a healing school at a church. Really? Because in the healing school, uh, Gloria Copeland used to do healing schools oh, always, yeah. 30 years ago mm -hmm. or more. And one of the things that, that they do in the healing school is daily reading of yes. the Bible. That's right. Because there are so many verses in the Bible that have to do with healing. Oh, yes, absolutely. And so you need to immerse your mind in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And that's going to decrease your stress levels. Oh, immensely. Your anxiety. Mm -hmm. It many times can overturn the depression mm -hmm. that you're suffering from. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know what I would have done the last three years without my Bible. The promises of God, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and you'll find Him to be so faithful if you will just get in the Word believe the word, believe that he loves you so much, he died just for you. All those promises in there are for you. So, couldn't help that little preaching spell, so <laughs> go ahead with and, and we need it, we need to be aware mm. of the fact that we need to immerse ourselves in God's word. Oh, we do. On a so daily much. basis, on so a daily much. basis. Now, one, one of the things that uh, they have been harping on since COVID hit, is Psalm 91, mm -hmm. because in Psalm 91, it talks about how God will protect you from the pestilence. From the pestilence. <laughs> that's right. You know, and that's what we're facing from right now. From the fearsome pestilence, from the I think it says. fearsome pestilence mm -hmm. that comes in the, in the dark, mm -hmm. I think it says. Yeah. Yep. A thousand may fall at your side, 
10,000 10, at your right hand, but it will not come near you. But you've got to be standing strong on his promises and not wavering. And they also, one other thing I've got to throw in. Jesus said at least a couple of times, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And uh, do we really love him? Are we keeping his commandments? I think we better. We're in for a heap of trouble if we don't. I never thought that I would live through something like this. Oh, where a pestilence came across, uh -huh. across the whole earth. Yeah. Nobody ever dreamed of it. Because that. the last time a pestilence like this hit was back in 1918, mm -hmm. when that particular virus mm -hmm. hit. Right. And I think that one killed something like 50 million oh, people or so. Yes, I think so. Uh, it was called the Black Plague. The Spanish flu is what oh, it was called. Oh, the Spanish flu, and Spanish then there flu. was the Black Plague before The Black that. Plague before that yeah. killed something like 13 million yeah. people, primarily throughout Europe. Yes. Wow. This is not a new phenomenon, people. Um, the world has been undergoing devastation since the Garden. You know that. And if you're reading your Bible, you know that. Dr. Scott, thank you so much for Oh, it was us. a pleasure. I loved doing these shows and educating the viewers. Oh, I do, And too. giving them some hope. Absolutely. We've got to have some hope these days. Not too many sources, but God is our source. The Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he's the one. He's the only God who can save us, heal us. And, and keep us protected keep and us safe. Keep us protected. Yep. Yeah. It just, it's an awesome God that we serve. Dr. Scott, this ends our taping segment this time, but I'm sure we'll be back one of these days and do another session. I hope so, definitely. I do too. Pray be to sure you will. get in touch with Dr. Scott. Order that test kit and get it done by phone. You can't do anything easier and for your own sake, so you feel good. We love you. See you next time.